Uh, I'm glad that Roy is back with me here and uh, we're on like back on our normal schedule. We did do our Thursday Thanksgiving morning thing, but it just felt, I don't want to say it felt off. It was a good conversation for me, um, but it's kind of good to be like, you know, I like, I, I, I'm, as I think it's because I'm getting older. I like the, the structure and sticking to things. Um, everybody who knows me is going to say, no, you don't like structure. You're chaotic. And there's a lot of truth to that. But it does feel good to be back in this place with you, my brother. And uh, back to our word of the week on, on a regular kind of kind of thing. Hopefully, with the holiday, it had been last week. Um, hopefully, this week, people are kind of at their desks or at their computers or at their phones and able to, to log in and join us for the conversation this morning. So awesome. what we're going to do this week, and we promised it like a month ago, <laughs> is that we were going to have a jar or a bucket or something with all the words in it, words that either um, viewers have suggested that we cover for Word of the Week or um, words that you know we've come up with that we maybe want to discuss or whatever. So here we are with Word of the Week Holiday Edition Bucket. <laughs> And uh, Roy, would you like to pick? Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. yeah, here you go. <laughs> uh, so, word of the week this week is accountability. <laughs> In case you're wondering why we're laughing, we were we were uh, chatting earlier, and we said, "Oh, we should do accountability. We should do this word, that word, whatever." And we said, "Oh, well, we'll just pick a word out of the bucket, and we'll just see whichever one we get." <laughs> Turns out that was the one that was picked. Can you show us the bucket? Are there really more than one word in there? Don't you worry about that. You know, um, <laughs> see, there you go, holding me accountable. <laughs> no, there are multiple pieces of paper in there. And hey, I, I tried to let you pick them, but you um, apparently didn't run, reach through the phone and or camera and, and get that. So, yeah, accountability yeah. it is. Yeah. Well, since I did the intro and I picked the word out of the bucket does that mean i have to go first or uh you don't have to i'll go first all right i'm cool either way all right let me, let, 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 let's break it up a bit so accountability. what is accountability to you brother talk to me yeah you know it's interesting uh a few years ago uh when we started using the entrepreneur operating system with our good friend gene roberts we talked about the word accountability and we always said the phrase, hold people accountable. And he says, I'll never forget, he said, you cannot hold somebody accountable. You have to build a culture of accountability. And that led to a lot of discussion internally with us and with him about, can you really hold somebody accountable? And I know you and I have had a lot of great conversations about accountability. And I think that one of the, one of the things that really came out was that, um, it reminded me of my dad said that every action has a reaction or a consequence to it. Maybe good, maybe bad. And I think that that's one of the things that, that accountability brings to the table. And that is that to me, accountability means that you are going to make a choice and you're going to stick to it regardless of the consequences of that choice. And so, you know, I'm big on choices, uh, intentionality and discipline, right? All those choices. And uh, we are accountable for our own choices that, like I said, we agree to the consequences for the good or the bad. You know, as a diabetic, I have to be accountable to my sugar, whether I want to be or not. If I eat a cupcake 
my sugar is going to go up regardless of whether I want it to or not. Right. I'm accountable for my choice, right? I have to pay the consequence. I have to take the extra insulin or, or you know, and, and feel lousy because my sugar went high because I decided to have a cupcake. It's not to say that cupcakes are bad. That's not to say that I can't shoot to have a cupcake every now and again, but I have to be accountable for my actions, my choices. And right. I have to deal with those consequences. And on the flip side, good. If I choose to get up early, if I choose to exercise, then the, I get to reap the rewards of that choice. I get to be healthier. I can have more endurance. I get to, you know, have a clearer state of mind through the day. Right. So, so accountability to me is, is the, um, acceptance of the consequences of your choices. I, I like that. Um, I, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago in a conversation with, I don't know if it was with you or I know it was with Todd. Um, but I said, for me, accountability is the crossroads between consequences and privilege, you know, um, and that gets deep real quick. <laughs> well, because the fact of the matter is, I mean, I, I think you nailed it on the head for me. I mean, it's choices. We have the freedom of choice. And even when we talk about holding someone accountable versus um, culture of accountability, the, the key variable there is personal choice. Right. So personal accountability for me is, you know, me making the choice. Um, uh, accountability partnership would be someone else reminding me to make a good choice because they're helping me hold myself accountable. Because the only way that you're going to have true accountability is, um, like you said, evaluating your choices and the potential outcome of the choices that we make. Some lead to privilege. Right. Um, I, I use and then suddenly lead the consequences. Uh, I use the example like like I have a 17 year old son. He has a driver's license. That's a privilege to drive. He has a privilege to share the road, and it's a huge responsibility because it's his life and the lives of others are really kind of hinge on the choices that he makes, whether he speeds or if he's driving recklessly or you know whatever whatever the things are, and if he. Um, you know, the measure, of course, is safety. The measure is the posted speed limit, right? That's the measurable. The, the, the maximum allowable speed limit on this road is 55 miles per hour. That is the measure. Your choice is to follow the measure or not. That's personal accountability when you choose to go the speed limit. Now, accountability partnership is when the person next to you in the car says, hey, you know, you're, you're going a little faster, buddy. You might want to slow it down. And then you choose to respond to that person like, ah, shut up. I know what I'm doing. Or, yeah, you're right. I'm going to slow it down. The privilege stays, you know, you, you maintain the privilege as long as you uh, follow, you know, the measures and, and the accountability for the measures. And if you heed to your partner's um, accountability uh, checks, and then if not, comes the consequence, the police officer pulling you over, um, giving you a citation, eventually leading to maybe suspension of the privilege. You don't have a license anymore. In our case, I catch you driving recklessly. I'm taking the car away <laughs> because you're a kid, right? Um, yeah. But that's, that's cool. It's like this It's like this ecosystem, accountability. And I think that's where Gene was going with it. And it makes so much sense that everything explained is the culture of accountability. It is what is the standard or the measure? What are we measuring here? 
How do we know if we're off track or on track? What are the privileges that I get to gain or maintain by making good choices? What are the consequences if I don't make good choices? If I don't heed to my own personal accountability or the accountability of my accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and so that is like this, that is the culture of driving, right? Is the choices I make, the measures and how do I follow well, and I think that as what you're saying about the accountability partner and what Gene was saying about you can't hold somebody accountable, I think that the privileges and the consequences are what are, you know, holding that person, right? Like you said, we can remind them, you know, we can remind them of the consequences in a management situation. I can remind you that if you don't perform with excellence, you can look for another job. I can remind you that if we don't do good work for a client, they can find another vendor, right? So the consequences are really the things that are that are driving us, and and we as accountability partners or managers or leaders, you know, we are like you said, we're reminding people of the privileges and the consequences that they are going to have to deal with. Right? Well, you know, yeah, you're you know, you're so spot on. And the thing thing about it is, um, somebody else told me this the other day. They're like, oh, we stay away from the word accountability because it's kind of a dirty word or it's um, it's negative connotation. Well, guess what, guys? We've be- I, I, I'm not going to get on on a soapbox on you know PC, but listen, there are that is a fact of life. There are consequences for actions. That is what accountability. Like I said, that's the crossroad, right? Of privilege and consequence is accountability and, and those choices that we make. And I don't think we can be so afraid. It's not. See, accountability can be a very positive thing because that crossroad does lead to privilege with good choices, right? So why are we afraid of accountability? All accountability says is if we make the right choices, it will lead to a positive outcome. And I want you, Roy, to help me lead to a positive outcome. And so in order to do that, if you see me getting off track, it may not be intentional. I may not even know that I'm going over the speed limit. I may not even know that whatever I'm doing is outside of the measure, but that's why, because when you're in the game, you see it different on the field than the coach sees it from the sideline. And that coach is helping coach you and bring you into line with where you want to be. So you can reach the desired outcome. That's accountability. That shouldn't be negative. That should not be a negative term because it leads to better results. When we go to the gym, we're going to see results if we go to the gym. If we consistently go to the gym, we're going to see results. If we have a personal trainer, we're going to see better results because we have someone there to motivate us, encourage us. Hey, you can do one more rep. Hey, how? call us out, right? Hey, because if I'm supposed to go to the gym five days a week mm-hmm. and then I get there every, let's say, every uh, you know, third and fifth, time I go that, that my personal trainer's there, that's my accountability partner. And they're going to say, hey, how'd you, how'd you do yesterday? I didn't make it. Well, why didn't you make it? Well, this thing, Joe, that sounds like an excuse. If you want the results you're looking for, you got to put in the five days, man. That's accountability. That's positive. Positive reinforcement. That's motivation, encouragement, keeping me on track. Because a while ago when I was excited, I set a goal that I want to attain. And the only way I'm going to attain the goal is to follow the plan. And the only way to follow the plan is to know what I'm measuring. And the only way to make sure I'm in line with the measurements 
is if I personally make the good choices and I have somebody there, it's so easy, so much easier to make good choices when you got somebody holding you accountable. Somebody you can be vulnerable with, honest, open, and trusting to say, hey, Roy, you see me off track, help me out, man. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and there's just such good conversation around the, the privilege and the consequence, you know, and I, I, you know, I don't want to go down a tangent, but, you know, it does make me think about <laughs> like a four minute rant. You're good. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it makes me think about entitlement, you know, and, and I think that sometimes we get confused with things that we are entitled to as a right as compared to that privilege. Like just because I want a more muscular fit body, that doesn't mean that the universe is just going to reach out and just drop it on my lap and say, you know what, you're entitled to a fit body because, you know, of these, of these things growing up or this or that or the other, you know, no, that's, that's not the way that it works. If I eat cupcakes all day long and I don't go to the gym, I am not going to have a skinny fit body. The choices that I make, you know, like, I, like I said before, the consequences and the privileges are holding me to my choices fate is not holding me to my choices it's not my fate to be skinny or heavy or muscular or not muscular it's not my fate to you know be where i am and i think that one right. of the struggles that we we have and, and when i say we i mean me right is that too often i leave my choices to fate as compared to leading them in my wheelhouse that i am accountable for my choices the good and the bad but that also means that I have power over my choices, the good and the bad, you know? And, and I think that the power of the accountability partner is that they can, you know, we've said it probably 10 times already, but you know, they can remind us of what we were working towards. They can remind us of our goal. They can remind us of the payout that we want to get down the road. And I was just watching a video, uh, a YouTube video by somebody who has millions of followers. And he actually uh, talked a little bit about his journey over the last, uh, I think it was 10 years, I think 10 to 15 years even. I mean, it was a long time. And he started, he, I mean, he was talking about, it, you know, the first time he got a camera, <clears throat> not even just like when he started a YouTube channel. You know, he talked about his journey. And he said that it wasn't just, I got a camera, I started a YouTube channel, and now I'm where I'm at. It was all of these choices and decisions over the last 10 years that have gotten right. me to and, and it's that disciplined pursuit of a goal, you know, and, and the accountability partner helps us get there, you know, and, and accountability. doing the video when you don't want to do the video, right? It's saying, I don't feel like doing this uh, or I want to take a vacation. So I got to hit 10 videos today that I'll release over the next 10 days so I can take the time away from the camera. With It's it's the discipline that comes with that. Right. Right. And hopefully that guy probably had somebody there with him who's like, hey, and your wife or somebody, hey, honey, you got to go make your videos. Come on. Yeah. This well, is your lots, journey. Don't yeah, get what you want for what you want now, right? Right. Yeah. Lots of people. Lots of people are there. And, and the more people that we can surround ourselves that align with our goals that, you know, want us to succeed, then the more likely we are to have that encouragement that we need to get through the harder days, to get through the humps, to get through the points where we just don't want to get out of bed in the morning or whatever, right? You know, a strong why will get us out of bed. But a strong accountability partner will push us beyond it. You hit such a major important piece right there. But first, I have to go back. And number one, I got to say this. 
sometimes we do have a different lot, right? So when you're talking about especially physical um, appearance, like some people chemically are, are just, you know, they're going to be heavier. It's going to, they're going to have to work harder and do different things to achieve the same result as you. I think there's really something important about that because if that, that same model translates into spiritual gifts, right? I'm not great at math, but I'm pretty good at whatever else. Right. So the things, um, so I think that we all are, are, are chemically or, or whatever built in certain ways. So we are stronger in, in, in areas, but I knew what you meant. I just had to touch on that because I think that's important. You were using that as an example. Um, but going back to this other piece about accountability, part, like aligning your surrounding yourself with people. So when I talk about an accountability partner, you may have more than one because they're different, uh, pieces to your life. Right. So I, for example, um, if it's to do with business, you know, my spouse may not understand business the way that I need a, 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 an accountability partner in business to understand it to help keep me on track with my business goals, right? And uh, my spiritual journey, my spiritual walk, my walk with faith. Um, it, it may be, you know, the person in business may not necessarily be a strong believer or someone who's going to um, help me with that walk. So um, when it comes to my faith, I might have a different person um, that's my accountability partner in my faith. Um, and then you know, with relationships, right? They, you know, uh, personal relationships at home, who's going to give me, uh, help hold me accountable or help remind me, encourage me, motivate me in those spaces. So I think it's, it's okay to have multiple accountability partners, you know, for different aspects of your life. And when you look at it that way, that's that circle, that's that inner circle or your circle of influence and the people that you keep in there. So look at the most important aspects of your life, the places you want uh, to perform best, whether it could be business and your faith and your relationships and find the right people to put inside that circle and make those people your accountability partners. But you got to be, I mean, it's an intimate thing. You, you have to be able to be honest and you have to give them permission to be honest with you. That is so huge because I can't get on it. Roy's not going to give me honest feedback if he feels like I'm going to attack him every single time or argue or justify it every single time. He says, Joe, I don't think that's a good call or, Hey, where have you been, man? Like you, you have to be able to take that, not, not want to justify your poor choices or your negative behavior because that person you've said to them, Hey, I'm trusting you to share with you. I need to be able to feel like I'm going to share with you and you're going to give me honest feedback. It's not attacking. It's, it's helping me achieve the goal that I said I want to achieve. And you're the person to help get me there. And then the other piece is you have to treat them with that respect. Take what they're giving you because they're not going to hang around long. They're not going to be a very good accountability partner. If they say, you know what, screw it, Joe, do whatever you want to do then. Why yeah, am I? That, it's a really good point. And I think that there's, there's two things that I want to touch on with what you just said. One is that, most people that I have met, if I ask them the question, if if I see you doing something incorrect, especially as a, as a leader, if I see you doing something incorrect, do you want me to let you know? Most people say yes. Because yeah. most people want to do good. They want to do the best that they can. And, and a lot of times we don't know when we're messing up if we don't have somebody pointing it out. But on the flip side of that, the other thing is the death by a million pinpricks. If every single time we see somebody, we're pointing out what they're doing wrong. Every single time we're nitpicking 
thinking about every little thing, those uh, relationships are going to get damaged. Those relationships are going to get hurt because we're we're moving beyond accountability into trying to make somebody perfect. And you know, again, thank you to Gene Rogers for this, but it's progress, not perfection. It's are you better today than you were yesterday? Are you farther ahead to, you know, today than you were 10 years ago? And I think that's the important thing is how do we balance holding, helping somebody with their accountability as their partner, encouraging them to work hard, but like you said, trusting to be open and honest and, and also identifying when they, they actually need a break, identifying when they need to not hear that they're doing something wrong. And, and even if it is 50% wrong, that means that it's still fifty percent right. We can call out things that are going right to reinforce and encourage and lift them up. I, I'm gonna, I'm going to agree with you because I think I know what you're saying, and we're gonna, you know, we're agree on the same page there. We, but we can't be, we can't lead someone into delusion to think that they're actually doing well when they're only fifty percent right. I mean, that's a, that 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 goes to choosing the right accountability partner. Don't choose somebody who's just going to agree with you even when you're wrong. Yeah, dogmatic. It's not going to help. It's not going to get you where you go. But the other thing is, is with your accountability partner, is looking at that's why the plan is so important. That's why we're putting together the RMI system that allows people to say, I'm going to immerse. I'm going to put all the inventory on the table. I'm going to build a plan. This is the most important thing. In the three month window, in the nine or six month, the nine month, the 12 month window, these are the things that I want to achieve. And here's how I'm going to measure whether I'm a go or a no go as I'm taking this journey. Hey, an accountability partner, we're going to check in once a week or every other week or once a month. And here are the things that we're measuring. And so when that accountability partner looks at the things that you say, these are the things I'm going to measure, go or no go, whether I'm winning or not. And they look at you and say, these are the things we're going to talk about. Then it's very black and white. It's very clear. And you don't have to pull apart that person who you are being the accountability partner for. You don't have to tear it apart because this is simple. It's did you or did you not make 55 phone calls in the past two weeks? Okay, well, let's talk about that. How did you how come you didn't? Is there and then as an empathetic person, as someone who truly there to support the person who you are helping out with accountability is you're going to say, well, it, it was, was there a death? Like what's going on? I want to know. I want to understand. They're like, yeah, man, actually I'm having trouble at home right now. And uh, if I would just get to the office, like I'm supposed to, then they get to open up, get that off the chest. Sometimes they feel better and it helps them with the progress. But the point I was trying to make is choose the right accountability partner, not somebody who's just going to agree with you and you're wrong, but who's going to say, Hey, we're only halfway there, right? And we should be 80% of the way there. What's going on? Right. And help you get through those things. And uh, that's that's where motivation and encouragement come from, I think. Yeah. And you know what? I saw a comment from um, from Vicky that was talking about the but statement. Here's the things you're doing, but. And you know what's funny about that is that I, I tease my wife all the time because she's always like, when she gets frustrated with the kids, she's always like, I love you, but you better stop doing that. <laughs> And it just made me think about that. And, you know, I think that uh, to what you were saying, Joe, about the you're working hard, but we're off track is something that is a is a good is a good tool to say things that are going well. I've also heard some people talk about the uh, the uh, the Oreo. Uh, yeah. 
you know, where you say something, uh, well, you know, we need to work on this, but you're doing this really good, you know, and then this, you know, or vice versa, right? We always like more cream. So just make it cream, cookie cream, right? You're doing this good. Eh, this needs some work. Oh, but this is good. Um, you know, but I think that there's also a danger in that where we're coddling people, I think a little bit too much. You know, one of the things that I saw um, in the culture of our company was that we had a lot of people that wanted that encouragement, but didn't want the correction. You know what I mean? And so when we surrounded it with positives, what they heard was good and good. And they missed the butt in the middle, you know? And, and so I think that we, we have to be careful that when we have a good accountability partner, like you said, we have the trust and respect. We asked them to come alongside. We asked them to get us to our destination. You know, a trail guide would not be any good if he said, "Well, you know, you worked really hard for halfway through the trail. I'm just going to leave you here because you really did good. Have fun getting home or turning back or you know whatever you want to do." That would not make for a very good trail guide. As an accountability partner, if we leave something in the middle of the trail, even if they're 50% good. We have to find a way to get them to their destination. That's our job, right? That's, yeah. that's our mission. And, and so to your point, the measurable, right? The, the speed limit of the measurable in the car. The measurable is 55. You can go under 55, but you might be late to the place that you're trying to get to, right? Yeah. But, you know, maybe you can go 50 or 45 because the weather's not good. As a good accountability partner, we can remind them that they had the choice of what they did before they got in the car as well. You know, you should have left 10 minutes earlier deal with the consequences of being late, but you don't want to deal with the consequences of getting in a car accident or getting a ticket. Now we're helping them to understand the, the different consequences that are going to take place because of the choices that got us, right? That's the that's the key to it is with the right accountability. What you have to look, you have to dig deep. This is why respect my intensity is the model is because this is intense truth, intense transparency, intense dedication. You have to be dedicated enough to say, I'm willing to take the criticism. We already know when we're winning and we usually know when we're losing, mm -hmm. but we don't know why we're losing when we're losing. And that is, that is the benefit of a third party outside person looking at if I am exceeding the speed limit. I probably know that. Most times I know that. We've all been in the car with that buddy driving down a road that we've never been before. And they're like, hey, you, you want to slow down up here because the cops are really bad. Every one of us have, been, <laughs> have, have heard that from somebody. Yeah. And, and so that is accountability. And it's not a negative thing, but you can't take it with a negative filter. You got to say, I chose this person because they love me, because they're going to be honest with me, because they know what they're talking about. And don't worry about the Oreo effect. Don't worry about, hey, if you're going to give me something negative, be sure to cushion it with positive and then end it with a positive. No, I'm trusting you. I'm asking you to hold me accountable because I know you're going to be open and honest with me, just like I'm going to be open and honest with you. That is a self thing that you got to get figured out. And to the butt question, um, Dr. Phil, I'm going to go ahead and quote Dr. Phil on here. He says, but says, forget everything I just said. Now I'm going to tell you what I really mean. <laughs> and I love that because that is so true. We try to say something nice, but now I'm going to tell you how I really feel about it, what I really mean about it, and you're not going to like it. So that's what the but means. But that's okay. But that's okay when it's an accountability partner that you can trust and that you want. When you want 
to achieve those better results. You don't listen. I want to win. I'm a pretty competitive person. I want to win so badly that I'm willing to listen to. Now, it doesn't mean I will make good choices. It doesn't mean that I'll always follow the guidance of the person who gave me the feedback. But I want to win so hard that I want everybody to give me their feedback, even if it's negative. Because I can take that and dump it all on the table and sort through it. And part of that is saying, who gave me what advice? This guy doesn't know anything. He's got no experience. He's, where is this coming from? I'm going to disregard that one. Good idea, but probably you don't have the context you need for that to be good advice. So we've got all these pieces. So take the feedback you can get. Take as much feedback as you can get. Consider it. Internalize it. Determine what's going to help you achieve your goals, the end result that you're looking for, a positive outcome. Because what seems like negative feedback is usually good critical feedback that you can use to catapult you to, to achieving that result that you're looking for. Yeah. And, and you know, the one, one thing on that too, is just that when you have a specific measurable, you can't, it, it's not me picking on you because you didn't do good. Right. You know, you're the one who set the goal, right? So if we evaluate where you are in relation to the goal, but, and actually I think Vicky just commented on this too, like, Hey, here, here's, here's where you have come so far. You know, look at the progress you made. Now throw it away because we still have this much more to go, right? Or, or you know, wherever we are on the path, and and then we ask that critical question of Are we going to make it in the timeline that we sent? When we make smart goals, time T, right? Are we going to make it in time to get there, right? So that's that's going to be an important thing as well. Um, and I think we're just about out of time. So, um, did you have any uh, closing comments that you wanted to make? No, I just think that um, we're doing a whole video series. Well, I'm doing a whole video series on this on my Instagram reels. So go to Instagram, follow me at Joe Man's One. Um, I'm doing these on Instagram. You can do 30 second, little 30 second videos. So go check those out because I'm walking folks through this entire process from the immersion day session that is part of the RMI uh, um, model that we're putting together. And, I just gotta, I got, I gotta tell everybody, Roy. This is so. I'm so excited about this. This is, um, if 2020 kicked your butt, okay, we cannot go back and undo what happened this year, but we can evaluate it. We can learn from it, and we can put a better plan together to uh, mitigate some of those risks next year. Look, we've been cruising along so well, so comfortable for so long. Some of us got a little bit complacent, and we failed to prepare for the unexpected. That's what 2020 did to a lot of people. And now while we cannot predict the future, we can prepare for the future. And that's what we're doing with this model. We're trying to give folks a tool. And that tool is this. It is a 13-month program that allows you to do zero day is, 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 is month one or month zero, actually. And that is your immersion session. That's where you sit down for a full day, dump out all the inventory. We dig deep. It's a full day thing. And then... Um, we figure out what your plan has to be. We establish um, all of your goals for the year. We determine, we prioritize those goals, what needs to be done first, what's most important, what's most urgent. We prioritize them, set them into either a three, six, nine, or 12-month goal pattern. And then uh, every quarter we check in, but we check in either weekly, biweekly, or monthly with you to, to help sure help make sure that you're on track. And that can be in between those times. It's the personal accountability and then we can come alongside you for the accountability partnership. But you've got a clear plan, all the clear measurables, clear goals. Everything is crystal clear. And that way, when you wake up every day, 
Roy talks about intentionality. Everything you do is intently focused on the outcome that you hope to achieve. And you can, you can measure that yourself. You can choose one of us as your accountability partner. You can choose someone else as your accountability partner, determine, depending on what your goals are. So Instagram at Joe Man's one, go watch this video series, shoot us a message. If you're interested in planning for success for next year, and uh, we'd be happy to uh, schedule 60 minutes to to tell you more about the program. But ah, there it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was a little slow on that. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, thanks to everybody that's watching and uh, for commenting. Appreciate that. Keep those comments coming on these. Love it. Um, love that you guys joined us today. I think today is actually a record in terms of the number of viewers and comments. So that's awesome. Uh, appreciate everyone for being here and looking forward to talking with you next week about whatever the word of week is going to be next week. We'll dig back into our holiday bucket and we'll figure out what it's going to be. So, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, thanks, Joe. Have a good day. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, everybody, for watching.